Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shirem and Yomi. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom. We're now in Masachat Shabbat Daf Ayin Hey Amud Bet. This will be our final podcast in this, the seventh parak. Uh, and we are now returning to the issue of, uh, caring with the third Mishnah, Vyod Kal Acher Amrun. We referenced this at the beginning of the parak. Talked about Kal Gadol, Kal Acher. There's another rule. Kal Akasher Anything that's fit to be guarded or put away. Umatsnin kamohu, and it is of the type, including the amount, that people typically will put away, and it's significant enough to be saved. If you carried it, then you chayav chatat, meaning that's the minimum shear for carrying. But anything that is either not fit for carrying, or for hiding, or it's not the amount somebody would consider significant enough to put away, then enochayav el hamatzniyo. Only somebody who considers that item significant enough for him to, in an unusual fashion, to hide it away, he would be chayav for carrying it, but nobody else. Now, What's that excluding? Damnida is just not fit for anything. Here may be an example of items that have to be destroyed: wood from an asherah tree, tzavorazara. Papa would certainly agree that Atzei Ashera have no use. Evidently, they'd use it as some sort of a good luck charm with a cat or for a cat. Since the belief was that if you took somebody's Damnida and used it for that, that person would get weaker, then they would not use it for that. Okay, Our Mishnah does not accord with Rabbi Shimon, who we'll see in the next podcast, the beginning of the eighth parak. All the shiurim that are non-standard, like not a kazayit, you know, a food or etc., uh, as we're going to see in the next Mishnah, the lists uh, start with food, uh, are only lamatsnien, meaning if somebody puts something away, which means he personally, subjectively, regards it as significant, and it is this minimal shear that we're going to see, then he's chayav. But for a regular person, not chayav until he reaches a real shear of ravit or kazayit, etc. Okay. Now, the Tanya, recall Rabbi Shimon Elazar. Rabbi Shimon Elazar had the opposite take of Rabbi Shimon. Let's say something is too small, it doesn't fit the bill, and you considered it enough, significant enough, and you hit it. Somebody else picked that item up and took it out. The guy who carried it, who normally would not be chayav uh, because it's not big enough, becomes chayav because of the other fellow's intent. Our Mishnah counters that and says only the person himself could be chayav for carrying it. Okay, the next Mishnah, which is the first half of Mishnah Dalad, Hamotzi Teven. What's the shear? And here we're starting on something that'll take us through the next few parkim. What is the shear for uh, for straw? Kimlo Pifarat. It'll take us at least through this and the and the next parak, and partially in the ninth parak. Um, the amount of straw is Kimlo Pifarat Farah, the amount that fills the mouth of a cow. Atza, which we'll see is a kind of straw, it's like peas, straw from peas. Kimlo uh, pigamal, the amount that fits a camel's mouth. Amir, kimlo fitale, amir is, is a, uh, a kind of a grass. Asavim kimlo figdi, an asavim, which regular grass, is the amount that fills the mouth of a kid, a small goat. Now, aleishum balei b'tzalim, 
the the stalks from garlic and onions, lachim kigrogrit, if they're moist, then the regular shear of food, which is kigrogrit, the size of a dried fig, yiveshim, and if they're dry, kimlo figdi, again, the size of a kid's mouth. Since all of these things have unique shiurim, each one of them has unique shiur, they can't combine. So if you had half a cow's mouth of teven and half a camel's mouth worth of atzah, you're not chayav because the two don't mesh together and you need a full shiur of each one. And my atzah, what is atzah? Rav Yehuda, teven shal kidnit. Again, straw of certain kinds of, of legumes or peas. Brought a report from Rabbi Yochanan, which works as follows: If you took straw out, which is the size, which is the size, the amount that fills a cow's mouth, but you took it out to feed a camel, which is surprising. The next day, Rabbi Yochanan turned around and agreed with Rabbi Lakish that you're patur, which is really strange. As we'll see. I'm Rabbi Yosef Shapir of Adahadar. He says Rabbi Yochanan was right to change his mind. The halachas of the gal. It's not fit for the camel that you're bringing it for. I'm Rabbi Abai. Abai turns around and says just the opposite. Adar Abba. Kedemikar Mistaba. Really, Rabbi Yochanan's first position is the one we like. The chaz of the para. After all, it's the proper amount. The fact you took it out for a camel shouldn't make a difference. Ella. So we're now going to reject this and say that's not the conversation that happened. Kiata Ravin, remember Ravin, who almost always follows Ravdimi, the way that it, it, it's organized in the Gemara, and whose reports are always taken more seriously and more uh, respectfully, shall we say, than Ravdimi's. If you take out that same amount for Gamal, everybody agrees you're Chayav, because you took out the right amount. What if you took out the the peace draw, which is the sh- the amount that we had a shear for a gamal, but you took out a smaller amount, which is a cow's mouth, but you took it out for a cow. The ipchait marn. By the way, the presentation is the opposite. Riochan amar patur, v'eshlokish amar chayav. Riochan is the one who says you are patur. Riochan amar patur. Why achila yedchak lo shma achila? For a cow to eat that stuff is hard. Hard eating doesn't count. It has to be normal eating. He says, no, eating eating, uh, in a difficult way is still considered eating, therefore you're chayav. Okay, Amir So Vatanya Kigrogorit, we have a brighter that says the regular shear of Grogorit. So the answer is, that the Grogorit is uh, the the size of the mouth of a lamb. One mouthful. That's what we have in the Mishnah. Meaning that you can't put half one together and half together and be chayiv on the smaller side. But if you had enough that was the bigger shear and you had enough of a mix of them, then you would be chayiv. But since when does anything with Staref if they have different Shurim? Fatnan, we have a famous mission in, Ke- in Kelim. Regular fabric made of wool or linen. It's three Tfachim by three Tfachim. Hasak Arba'al Arba'a. If it's sack, then it's four by four. Or if it's leather, Chamishal Chamisha. Five by five. And Mapatz, which is like a mat, Shishal Shisha. Those are the Shurim for Kabbalah to, for Tumat Midras. They can be starif. So half a three by three of beged plus a half four by four of uh, sock 
are mitzareif and they're tamei midras. The Amr Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon said, "Matam, what's the reason for that unusual ruling?" Neshruyin the tamei moshav, because any of them can be tamei moshav, because sometimes you'll put a few things together to sit on them. Tam adurin the tamei moshav. The only reason they're mitzareif is because they have a commonality, which is all of them at the minimum shear could be used for for moshav. Any tamei moshav, but if that weren't the case, lo. Which means that in our case, Rabbi Chanin would have to defend why are our different kinds of grasses mitzareif if a half a shear of this and a half a shear of that. So dugma that putting together different kinds of food is also something that a storekeeper, for instance, would want to have in his window. So it is something that, that in exigent circumstances, in some circumstances, really is fit to have uh, a little bit of this and a little bit of that, even though each one is less than a kashir. So that's why it's mitzaref, at least for the kal, meaning the, the larger shear. Okay, the end of Mishnadal is hamotzi ochalim kegrogret. Food is normally kegrogret, chayav. So you had half a pear, half a grogret of a pear, and half a grogret of an orange, and you carried it, you're chayav. Meshav because they have the same shiur. Except for five things on the fruit that don't count. That is peels, seeds, stems, bran, and chaff. Or chaff and bran. There is one peel that counts, and that is peels of lentils. Because we typically cook them together. Okay, now, do we really not count the bran and chaff? Of the Mishnah in What's the shear of, of chala? It is, this is one of the famous machlokopas uh, in Shammai and Hillel, uh, wherein Chachamim said that it's neither uh, kav or kabayim, but rather it's one and a quarter kabim, five-fourths. But, heim usiban v'sanan. What counts? The the flower and the shaft and the, and the, and the, um, the uh, bran. Abayah says there's a simple reason for that. In the case of challah, people will sometimes eat um, uh, bread that has uh, unrefined flour. Somebody who's very poor, that's what they'll eat. So therefore, for challah, it counts. At the end of the Mishra, Behuda said that uh, lentils are cooked with their peel, so they count. Pulin lo only lentils, not beans. Then Rabbi Yehuda said the same thing about both lentils and beans. If the beans are new, then indeed somebody would cook the peels with them. If they're old, then he would take the peels off because they're disgusting. I take I take my time alone. Why not? Because look like flies. They're black and disgusting, and nobody wants to eat them, so therefore they take them off. Okay, Adranalach Klagadol, come to a successful completion, Baruch Hashem, of our study of the seventh parak. We'll begin the eighth parak, Kamotziyayin, which is devoted to Shi'urim of various, uh, foods and other items, uh, Shi'urei, uh, Hotza'ah on Shabbat. In the meantime, we should have a wonderful day.